Fierce Fan Media. <laughs> that maybe she muted me already. It's like, we just didn't start. <laughs> I muted you one time in like the however many years we've been doing this. It and it was when me. the Republican was on. It stuck with me. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the shit show <laughs> welcome to the weekly wind down i am jackie d the literary lesbian i'm stacy the new age old school mom i'm erin the geeky gal pan. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> julie the not so lipstick lesbian jackson i don't even think we said our names last week because it was just us we just sounded alike, so it was like you figure it out yeah <laughs> good luck <laughs> Only real fans will get it. <laughs> if you know, you know. It out. Um, tonight I am drinking something my wife brought home from Target because she said it was one of their top picks because for those that don't know, my wife doesn't drink, so she knows zero about wine or beer or anything. It's called the Headliner. Mm-hmm. It's a red blend straight from Target. They tout it as being velvety, rich, and smooth. And I have to say, I agree. <laughs> it's delightful yeah you would probably spend more on a bottle than we would so that's probably like a 50 lex would not though oh okay never mind <laughs> she's <laughs> like look i got it on sale it was 3.99 and i'm like absolutely not get that shit out of the house right now what yeah. are we in college no i'm not drinking mm-hmm. you can cook with it Boone's farm. <laughs> Boone's drinking, farm. um my husband and i went to a weekend away in murphy's which they call mini napa it's not but it's cute that they call themselves that where there's a ton of wineries and i went to miller winery and they had this chardonnay that i legit tasted like when you're drinking it it tastes like chardonnay and the aftertaste is like butter and Stop. i was like, are you bringing some on the trip so yeah i'm gonna have to go find it so i've been searching for it in like our local stores because Murphy's is like 35 minutes away. So I was like, damn it. So in the local stores, I've been looking for it. So I found this, this wine called bread and butter and it's from Napa and it's literally bottled at bread and butter. And so I'm like, okay. Is it made by the same people that make butter wine? I don't think so because I don't think that that company is actually called bread and butter. This one, I thought just the label, I thought just this wine was bread and butter, Mm. but it's actually the whole company is bread and butter. So it's not buttery. I'm going to have to go find that one somewhere. If anyone's interested in a toddler, I would love to provide <laughs> you with one for the weekend. I, I have a toddler dog. Just for the weekend. I'll take them back. Like hard. I, I know. I know. <laughs> 50% of the podcast got real quiet. <laughs> like, is this a bad connection? Is this a bad connection? I've got, um, I'm going to... Uh, no (laughs) (laughs) i am not drinking tonight because yesterday i had food poisoning so oh that's why you're like coherent and yeah i'm here man i mean (laughs) oh but you know i just like it's legal now oh is it is it legal in florida medicinally you can do everything else what happened to freedom in florida I bet that helped. Not with pot, not with abortions, man. I bet that helped your nausea a lot, though, huh? Actually, yes. Help, yeah. It, it really did. That's um, why she's doing it. Yeah. It yeah. is medicinally. 
help for the nausea. <laughs> I have early onset glaucoma. No, I it's yeah, why is it's, your Christmas tree still up? Bitch, it's so March. I've I've been writing a holiday themed book, <sighs> and I've been trying to keep myself in the spirit. Tell me you're tell me you're late on a deadline without telling me you're late on a deadline. <laughs> We just named our podcast Bitch It's March. <laughs> Done. Done. Um, no, it's uh it, it was really supposed to help, but like I'm not facing it when I'm writing, you know. So I'm like sure. Sure. That's a good excuse though. All it did was made me hate my characters even more. So that's oh, okay. Let's unpack that later. Joel, what are you drinking? <laughs> so passing on drinking tonight just because I don't want to, I'm trying to keep my hydration and stuff up because kennedy's got COVID again and i'm feeling really tired today so i didn't want to drink and huh? like stay you and me believe you me when i'm there <laughs> in 12 days i know you guys will be here so soon i will be tired. another reason i'm on. really trying to avoid covid yeah oh, yeah lex won't, lex won't let you within 100 miles of this place if you know <laughs> That's another reason I'm really trying to avoid it and keep my hydration and everything flowing. Mm, okay, yeah. but out of curiosity, like you can't get the same strand more than once. Can Julie bring a yeah, different strand? I thought you couldn't. Yeah, you can. You're the, the exact same strand. The natural immunity only has like a they're not even sure. It's somewhere between like 90 days and four months or something. Oh. Is it possible? I was wondering that because we only each of us only took one test, tested negative. We were like, okay, we're done. Is it possible that she's still testing positive for the same thing? Ninety days. Well, not with your at home test. It's yeah, rare, not with your at right. home test. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what I, I wasn't sure if it could still be the same thing. So, if no. you had like enough antigens, then like you can test for thirty days positive with an at home test, but it's rare. You have to have like. But she still has symptoms too. So if she yeah. was symptom free and still testing positive, I'd be like, oh, it's just the antigens in her system. But with symptoms, she just has it again. But they were talking about that COVID Delta or that Omicron Delta like mix. Stealth that's like, virus? yeah, whatever the, the fuck that was. one or whatever they're calling well, it. And that's what's so weird about COVID. Mm. It's hard to know. Like, am I extra tired? Is it in my head? Am I actually? Are you starting your I, period? Yeah. Well, I just, that just ended, but there's like so many different factors that I could play into it. I'm like, am I just feeling tired because she's not feeling good? You know, it's like, is it, so I'm it's trying a head game for sure. Uh-huh. I'm trying to just snap myself out of it. Like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. So. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> my motto, drink yeah. a shit ton of water and maybe boost your vitamin C a little bit. Take some drink. extra multivitamins yeah. and vitamin D, vitamin D. I've been taking D3 zinc vitamin c and i have to take an iron pill so i'm taking all of that i also take elderberry what's that it's, yeah it's like good. you can buy like elderberry gummies and they have the zinc and the vitamin d and vitamin three like in it but i also take my vitamin regime is ridiculous i take like uh vitamin d3 i take vitamin b i take biotin i take collagen. for those listeners take- that are under 40 go ahead and <laughs> Skip past this. <laughs> Skip ahead to 523. <laughs> like you, can overdo, 
people think they can't overdo vitamins. So they'll take the multivitamin and then they'll take like a B and an A and a C. And like, I just watched an episode of house where somebody was overdoing their vitamins and it can really mess you up. So you gotta be careful. The the only one I overdo is vitamin C because typically your body just gets rid of what it doesn't need with that one. But the other ones are all like, I've checked with my- Lex was taking the elderberry when she had COVID. It helped her a lot. Like even with coughing and stuff. Yeah, it's just like a really good natural, um, what what was what what's the word I'm looking for? Vitamin remedy, like a natural remedy. remedy. Yeah, yeah, like it's just like it's packed with antioxidants. It's it's really good. Elderberry. My oldest has been taking um women's like multivitamin for like adult size, even though she's kid size. Um, when she gets her period, and she said it's helping a lot. Because yeah. she gets like horrendous periods too. So like she said yeah. it helps with like just overall like, tiredness and everything. Yeah, has like a boost in B like B12 or something. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this segment up. Um so- <laughs> it's riveting, Jackie. It's riveting. People have had to pull over because they're so taken by this vitamin. <laughs> episode they're like unscripted no topic like, let the conversation flow. for sure but we've spent a lot of time on vitamins okay i can't wait to pick this up next week when we discuss what other medications we're taking our douching regimes our all right, right? <laughs> black, what is it black cohosh for night sweats you know like oh uh, i'm fucking sorry everyone okay <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that was a deep dive into our personal vitamin regimes. Isn't it fine <laughs> that we all fucking take like vitamins though? And each of us have our own, like, well, no, if you take like this, you take too much of this, you're, you're done for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck my life. Okay. Everybody should take omegas though. When do we get this fucking old, old? Is my question. Julie, Stacey, remember when we were just young whippersnappers? Sunday. Like, Listen, when we talk about taking older things, older than all you fuckers. Yeah, but we ran, we all ran together when we were a lot younger. So I'm saying, like, talk about taking things. We'd take any pill that was handed to us. Now we're talking about fucking elderberries. <laughs> I love that. Like, fifteen-year-old us would have totally been like, oh, like twenty years from now, we're going to be talking about the vitamins we take, sitting in our own houses. Like, fifteen-year-old us like would have been like, y'all boring as shit. No, turn I like the it. channel. <laughs> Fifteen-year-old me would have been like, "Fuck that!" I'm still going to be taking ecstasy when I'm fifty years going old. Going to raves, yeah, <laughs> lies, 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 all lies. I would die. <laughs> That's what we say all the time. Like I would fucking four die. Yeah. Be like a four-day hangover. I would <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah, when people talk about like coke, now I'm like, oh my god, no. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I mean, I love that journey for you, but not for me. Like, I would die. I would fucking die. Well, no, I don't even know what would happen. for me. I'm, 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 I'm dipping down. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that for um for the FBI that's listening, for sure, that was Julie that said that, not me. <laughs> the FBI can determine who's who. <laughs> All right, so um, let's jump in to Ukraine real quick. We're not going to spend the whole segment on this, but let's jump into it. Um, I did receive three emails asking why we don't just assassinate or get unalive, get rid of whatever, relocate. 
Putin. Permanently. <laughs> yeah. Permanently relocate Putin. Um, the, so there's a lot of schools of thought on this. Okay. And one of the most is in 2020, um, Russia had to release a course of action essentially when it came to, and not just Russia, everybody that was part of the UN national security council advisory board, all of the things had to um, publish their rules of engagement for nuclear weapons. Like what are the steps that take place when you are going to actively engage in a nuclear launcher, um, considering nuclear launch. So for decades, it's been kind of unclear the West and NATO, which we'll just call the West, which means the European Alliance and us because we're part of it, um, has been trying to kind of discern if there was uh, a trigger. Um, and I use the word trigger, not like an actual trigger, but saying like, if Russia, if the Russian state, if, if Putin was actually killed or the head of Russia was actually killed, if it would automatically trigger a nuclear launch. So that, that is, we don't have any definitive evidence because one of their protocol states that if their state is in imminent danger, and I am paraphrasing this because I don't have the document in front of me, but if the state of Russia is in imminent danger, they are permitted to escalate to the point of a nuclear weapon launch. So the West has been trying to discern if that means, does that just mean the head off the snake? Like, does that mean that you're in danger of all your territory being seized? What does that actually mean? But there's been no clarification given from Russia. So that is one of the reasons that the West and NATO has, I assume, um, isn't taking more direct action against just unseating Putin. What they are doing is really pressuring the oligarchs and the Russian citizens to unseat Putin. So you see a lot of information coming out of not just the White House, but the EU that pertains to, hey, look, because Russia, the general citizens are under constant propaganda infiltration, like they're constantly being told propaganda from state television that Putin gives them. Like they believe right now that they're in Ukraine. What Putin is putting out on the airwaves is that they are in Ukraine to unseat essentially Nazis that are running Ukraine to try and garnish support from the Russian people. Um, so what the West and NATO is trying to put out now is that's not what's happening. NATO is a free country. They want to remain free. This was completely unprovoked. No one wants to be here. Ukrainians don't want to be at war with you. They don't hate you. They don't, they just want to be left alone to live their lives. And because of the course of action Putin has taken, things continue escalating. And that is why there's sanctions on you. That is why your economy has crashed. That is why all of these things are happening to make your life harder in the hopes of putting pressure that his own people unseat him, which is kind of the closest thing that NATO can get to removing him from power without actually killing him. Because remember too, you cut off the head of the snake and four more are gonna pop up. It, you make him a martyr at that point also. So eliminating the source of the problem doesn't always get rid of the problem. Same way, if, if we, even though we voted Trump out, Trumpism isn't gone right? Like Trumpism still exists. Six, 15 more figureheads pop up. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Look at uh, Lauren Bobbert fucking heckling Biden at the State of the Union about his dead son. Like getting rid of the figurehead doesn't eliminate the issues that exist. So it would be 
unwise for NATO or a Western country to just unalive Putin, in my opinion, based on what I have read. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I would like to say, please. So the floor is yours. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. I obviously you have, I have two questions. minutes. Oh, the clock is um, going. Oh my God. So I <laughs> was talking about this earlier with one of my coworkers and he was saying like, he can't believe, believe it hasn't happened yet. And I was sort of like in your mindset, like your like brainwave, like of would killing him or unaliving him I don't know why I correct myself. So TikTok, yeah, you can say whatever. Yeah, yeah, like so. Instead of getting rid of him permanently, like what, um, like, like are there? So you get rid of him. I like. Is his military so united underneath him that it would be like for no? They're not at this point. Sorry, did you have more to say? No, no, no. I'm literally asking you. Like my my opinion is our best course of action at this point is to set out a plan of, hey, look, Russia, here's here's what needs to happen for us to lift sanctions, for us to like let economics go back to what they were a month ago. You need to pull out of Ukraine. We need to set forth a plan that NATO does to say, if you want life to go back to normal, if you want your economy to go back to normal, if you if you want all of these things to regress, here's what you need to do. And then we'll stop. We, we will pull off the pressure from you. We need to give them an out so that his inner circle and the citizens of Russia have a reason to put pressure on him to, hey, pull out of Ukraine, hey, do this, hey, do that, so that we can go back to being able to put food on our tables. Because you got to remember, this is an authoritarian regime. People in the United States and all over the UK are complaining about gas prices right now, but that's nothing compared to not being paid for your job, not being able to have a roof over your head. Like all the, in an authoritarian communistic government, it is not the same as here in America. The economy collapses much quicker there because without the influx of cash, nothing gets provided. So we have to give them an out for them to see it, to give them a reason to pressure Putin, in my opinion. So what, so, okay. So let's say that does happen. Let's say we get to the point where they start pressuring him to Mm-hmm. you know, either pull out or they overtake government, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so if that happens, um, like, do you really think Putin would ever do that? Like, in my mind, he seems unhinged and totally a maniac. So like, would he ever like allow his like people underneath him to sort of like urge him to get out sort of like Trump? I think it would be done through force. You, what'd you say to me? I think it would be done through what did you say to me? I think, you say to me? <laughs> I think if it's going to happen, it will be done through force. It's not going to be a peaceful Putin turns over okay, the keys cool. to the Kremlin. Right. Okay. So it would be like, it's not like, they, hey, we're urging you to do this. And he finally listens. It's, no, I think they're going to give him some warnings. Take things, we need to take things into do you, our own hands. Have you seen those pictures of Putin recently where he's sitting at the right. end of the table 20 right. feet I'm from... Like, right. He's exactly. scared. That's where my mind is. He's is fired like, advisors. I, he's right. isolating himself. He doesn't right. trust his normal advisors because he thinks they're going to turn on him. Right. And that's where I like, I like my like mind Hitler. was headed was, was toward like Hitler did. Was, yeah. And Stalin. Yeah. I think we should kill him. And I hope that we do. Oh. And I hope, 
I, I think you need to fucking bury him so that he can never lead ever again. I think he's a fucking ratchet human being. I think he's dangerous. I think he's batshit fucking crazy. And there's nothing worse than somebody with power being a fucking lunatic. Yeah. And I think he, I think he needs to get got. And I think he should, I think he should die. I don't, I don't disagree with you. It's, it's crazy that a madman is holding the entire world at hostage right now with threat of nuclear Mm -hmm. warfare and holding like all all of these threats. One, one man is holding the entire world hostage. I don't disagree with you. I think if we're playing the long game though, it has to come from with it. And I'm not saying if it came to the breaking point where we, where let's say nuclear weapons all of a sudden were pointed at, at England I'm not saying the U.S. wouldn't intervene at that point. I'm right. I'm talking about where it stands, to and things change rapidly. Where it stands today, but so like, like say say something does happen and he is assassinated. Like uh, my thought process is where he like is he in this position now? Like so he's gone and his military and his generals and everything are sort of like not on his same page anymore. Anyway, like do you think they would trigger? that that would trigger you know the escalation of possible nuclear it would depend uh, what what happened immediately after the announcement made that putin was gone i worry about china because they're supporting putin and that would be my that would yes and that would be my only reason for not killing putin nobody wants to go to war with china why does china hate us so much i'm so confused everybody hates the united states well, Everybody. China hates the West. It's not just us. Don't take it personally. They hate the West. They're communists. Yeah. They don't like, they, would, they're threatened by democracy. If we killed Putin, China would get fucking pissed and we'd be going to war then with Russia and China. Russia basically, Russia basically being under the rule of China and helping them and then we yeah, we lose nobody we, we, we would lose going to war with russia and china we wouldn't That's we wouldn't problem. necessarily lose but the loss of life would nobody be nobody would win right the loss yeah. of but life would be like so consequential that board game risk here's here's the problem with putin so many people think of him as like i don't know some super sophisticated chess player but people are still people and people are run by emotions and he has such a draw to the nostalgia of what was USSR and to reestablishing his regime. He's almost like singly focused and people who get singularly focused and are unable to see things from like that 30,000 foot view make mistakes and the mistakes he's making now, like, look, you we've all seen the TikToks. The Russian soldiers are in there. They don't know why they're there when they're being captured. They're like, we thought we were on a training mission. Like, where are we? They, they don't even realize they're in Ukraine. They don't have any beef with Ukraine. Ukraine didn't attack them. Ukraine didn't do anything wrong to them. One of the only ways to win a war is to have the backing of your soldiers. It's why they pump propaganda into all U.S. military bases and ships and Air Force bases. And it's why we're only allowed to watch AFN, Air Force News, when we're deployed. They want you to know what they want you to know and nothing else. And now that, I mean, props to Elon Musk for sending Starlink. Now that the internet is free and available in Ukraine, and now that the Russian soldiers are able to see what's actually happening, they're like, 
what the fuck? Because let me tell you, Russia doesn't have the policy that the United States does. They don't have that whole man, no man left behind thing. They're not carrying their dead to bases to send back home. They're burning it them. It seems like they don't They're have burning them world. in the streets. Putin does not care. And yeah. because the he has miscalculated how small the world has become because of social media and the internet, because he has lived in a bubble of authoritarianism and propaganda. And that may sound simplistic to those listening, but when you put yourself in a bubble, think of it this way. If you only listen to liberal news, if you only listen to liberal outtakes, if you only surround yourself with that and you hear a Trump supporter talk, you're like, what the fuck are they even talking about? Same, they, they create their own realities. And for Russians, Putin has created an entire reality around his population. And now that they're being exposed to Western ideas and, and Joe Biden, this, listen, he's not a great public speaker. We can all agree on that. But he did, mm-hmm. he did a good job about, of addressing the issues in Ukraine. And he did a good job of saying, we're not here for you. Russian people, we're not against you. We are going after your leader because he's hurting you. He's He's setting you up in a situation where you will not win and you will only be hurt. Hearing that kind of shit is going to resonate even a little bit, especially if you've never heard it coming directly from the president of the United States. You're not hearing that on TikTok. You're not hearing that at your your friend's dinner. You're hearing that from the president of the United States, who has the second most um, access to nuclear weapons in the entire world. He's saying, listen, we're not activating our nuclear weapons because we don't want to hurt you. We want Putin to stop. We just want him to stop. We're not here to hurt the Russian citizens. That's going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way. And when they're being captured in Ukraine, they're not shooting them in the head in the spot. They're giving them some tea and they're letting them call their moms. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that video? Yeah. There's a video where uh that's not a prisoner, a prisoner of, war, of thing. war. A Russian prisoner of war is captured. He they say you can call your mom, check in. And he calls and he says, They're feeding me really well and I'm safe and I have somewhere to sleep and everything's good. And the mom is like, What are you talking about? And he's like, I'm a prisoner of war, they're treating me right, it's okay. And she's like, You were just out on a training exercise, like what are you saying? And he's like, that's what I thought too. And he had no idea where he was. That's so fucked up. So you have Russians abandoning their tanks. They're abandoning their posts. Like your military is only as effective as the, as the people who stand guard (laughs) like that. That's it. And if they're not willing to stand guard, it doesn't matter if you have a hundred miles of tanks, if they're abandoned, they're fucking useless. Like yeah, Putin has sure. misgaged his superiority. And I am so thankful that Biden hasn't responded in kind with alerting our nuclear arsenal um, because it would totally destabilize the entire world. So it's I am so thankful it's Biden it's so, and not Trump. We'd be aiding Russia. It's, it's unfair yeah, we to really the would be. Russian people that got sent out to fight that didn't even know what was going on and it's unfair to the ukraine people that are just trying to defend and they're sending out anybody like and everybody there's moms kids like anybody to just go help and the whole thing is just so unfair and gross well let me ask you this if america was under attack to be taken over by china even though you're a mom and have kids would you not go fight for it 
Yeah, I would. Yeah. They have nothing. What do they have to lose? Yeah. They're right. But a lot of them and the videos and the, the stuff that I've seen, a lot of moms are being forced to go like a draft. They're not saying like I would go and they're not happy about it. They're being forced. Well, because they don't, they're also talking about a country of 44 million people where we have 330 million. Right. So it should have been more specific. If California was under attack, we have as many people in California as they do in the Ukraine. No, no, you know what? I changed my answer. Now that I'm older and now that I have kids and I have more than just myself to look after, I would probably just worry about keeping my kids and my family safe and whatever I had to do. I would send Lex and Lincoln to Pennsylvania and I would say. I, I would have to think about it long and hard now that I have more I'd leave them to important. Yeah. <laughs> I would, there's no way. I don't even know how to shoot a gun, really. I mean, I've done it like three times. Oh, we're going to have to get you I'm up to trying. speed before you come to the compound, Zach. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning like skeet shooting and stuff. Like that's what I'm envisioning. I'm going to waste some bullets on those skeet shooting. I think I would make sure my whole family was safe. Like that would be priorities taking care of your right. home first. But then yeah. you run into what's safe because if he's allowed to take Ukraine, what's next? Right. Right. That's my fucking fear what's safe? right there. You're safe for six months, a year. What's safe? I don't know. It, it... So what happens now? Like what happens if he gets too far and as we're not going to allow him to actually take Ukraine, right? Like that's not going to happen, right? Like I'm, I guess I'm just like so confused because like it sucks. Like he's got us between like a rock and a fucking rock. So here's the here's the situation. If we let him take Ukraine, now he's he's centralized himself in the surrounded by NATO countries. If he right. so much as crosses a border, we're in World War Three. Period. Like that, that, that's the end of it. Like he's now crossed a NATO treaty line and now we have to go to war and now nukes are going to get launched. If, if we allow him that, if we don't allow him to take it, we run the risk of a real possibility. If we push him back, if NATO interferes of London getting hit by a nuclear attack of uh, Ireland, of scotland of poland of we we run the risk of a nuclear attack either way because he's so volatile at this point the best case scenario is he's taken down from the inside which is why nato is pushing so hard to show what's actually going on in russia wow that just scared the fuck out of me i'm just saying I'm, you know, that's why I told you Dempsey needs to pack your poodles. We're about this bitch. It's going down possibly for real. Pack your poodles. We're going to the compound. Pack your poodles. poodles. The shit's popping off. Stacey, get the slow cooker rolling. Here's, here's what's, here's what's worried me in the last like week versus what I wasn't worried about last week is how much Putin is now isolating himself and not taking any information from his advisors. So he's now he's like on a solo man mission, which concerns me. He's not dumb enough to launch against the U.S., but he is dumb enough to launch against, or he's volatile enough to launch against Europe. Like a nuclear attack, or you mean just like launch to take more land? I mean both. Flip a coin. 
great. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, listen. Cornered animals make shitty decisions. That's, I don't, I don't think, think it's a matter of him being smart or dumb. Yeah. I think it's a matter of his. Host- He's very volatile right yes. now. Yes, I don't think it's a matter of him being smart or dumb. I think now that I he would do it. Now that he started firing all of his advisors and started isolating himself and like calling the shots from like a tower without any influence that, but our same concerns you have to assume are shared by the same people that work for him. And I don't know. We have to wait and see. Unfortunately, Ukraine's holding on. I mean, right. What, what a bunch of freaking badasses. Yeah total badasses god i'm I'm not worried about nuclear warfare hitting the states i'm worried about now nuclear war you also have to remember the bomb we dropped on hiroshima it's the only nuclear weapon that's ever been deployed if putin decides to launch a nuclear attack he's running the risk of annihilating russia annihilating he may call for that, but let me tell you something. The first time that one bomb counterattack hits Russia, he will be taken out. His oligarchs will take him out of power. So I don't think it's going to be nuclear annihilation for like the planet. I'm not even sure that he's going to go to the point where he does that. I, because so they're how their nuclear system works, how well, what has been provided to the UN, the president can't he doesn't have a button he can't like hit it and launch a nuclear attack communication has to go out to the silos and the silos then choose or not choose but they follow the order to to launch the actual nuclear weapon so you still have a line of defense between those two so you have to assume humans being humans understand what they're doing if they hit that button but are they would would somebody just working in a silo really be like no i'm not going to listen to putin do they have the authority to do that or they it depends on what their what their commanding officer has told them it depends on their they may not even get the order it depends if if they're in contact with both sides like i don't know i i don't know i've never been i've never been in an authoritarian regime i don't know the loyalty that exists there and I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I don't know. I know that if you got a nuclear weapon attack launch code from the president of the United States, there would probably still be some pause. Right. Because it's not an authoritarian. Well, you're changing I mean, the world. Like, you're changing the right, world and like, world history at that you, point. You are allowed, you're allowed to think for yourself. So I don't know. So where would he shoot his nukes off to? Europe? Probably. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Word. Have you guys ever but seen then that it's, movie? But then you're talking about mutually assured destruction, like we talked about last week. You're, you're talking about if he decides to do that, every NATO country that has a nuclear weapon, which is all of them, is going to fire on Russia. That's it. Yeah, but then what about if fucking China gets involved? Now you're talking world domination. China doesn't want to be wiped out either. World abomination. What would you call it? Not domination. You know what I mean. Yeah. Bye-bye world. But this is wor- This is very, very <laughs> worst case scenario. We're not there yet. 
We're just not. We're fucking getting there, though. We're brushing up against the buttons. I feel like we're getting real. Well, the more and more isolated Putin gets, the the more and more isolated Putin gets, the more concerning it gets. Yes. The the more like it's, I understand what you're saying. We're not in code red or anything right now, but we're a lot fucking too close for my personal comfort. We're in the highest state of of nuclear anxiety since the Cold War, Mm -hmm. because you have one man who could change everything. I mean, God damn this. One man. Give people a break. We're still coming out of a pandemic, out of COVID. Those motherfucker wants to start talking about nuclear war and shit. Like, fucking A. Chill out. It was a perfect time for him. We don't get a break, man. It's fucking bullshit. It's like, fuck. I know you're like, Jackie, you're like, I don't want to scare you. Blah, blah. I don't. Do you guys remember that movie from the 80s? It was like 1987. I think it was called The Day After. And it was like, aired on abc and it was like garnered all this fucking like views and shit because it was about a nuclear attack on the united states of america it happened in like iowa like and it was like i don't know it was like nato and like the nato people against this i don't know hit iowa who the fuck knows i was seven i was scared out of my fucking mind like people had to like tape their windows up and like had to stay in because of like the fucking radiation and people died like years later because of cancer and yada yada and i'm just like <gasps> like so the idea of nuclear war scares the holy living fuck out of me you know, also the idea you know, of like place nuclear for fucking winter like it just fucking scares the fuck out of me. You know where the safest place for you to be for a nuclear war would be, Zach? California. Space. Oh fucking <laughs> space! That's not what I was expecting. <gasps> oh my I was god! Like, my house. Space. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking too, Steve. I was like, space. I'm pretty sure California is not Florida. We're not you there yet. Remember that video that it was like a, it's like a YouTube cartoon drawing picture like that went around probably 10 or 15 years ago called the end of the world and it's like this guy and he's like this is the world okay like and it shows like he shows like if this happened then this would happen and then we've got nukes and they've got nukes it's like a three minute video on youtube do you guys remember that yeah no but i want to watch it i kind of want to watch it now and see like if what he's predicting is right it, it doesn't make any sense if he launches nukes we it, as soon as he launched on europe we would we would we would fucking annihilate russia like there's just it doesn't make sense i'm you telling don't you think he would ever launch on us he can, that would be foolish we're this we're the second highest holding the only state he could reach from where he is is alaska he, the, it's like you're picking a fight. So with here's the, the thing. Even if, if he launched that, on Alaska, let's say he does. Let's say he hits Alaska. The death toll wouldn't be worth the aftermath that he would face on us launching on him. Because if he launched on us, Europe would hit him. We would hit him. Russia would be gone. It, it would just be gone. Everyone with a nuclear weapon would hit him. And China doesn't want that either because they're right there too. They'd be hit. Oh, they would deal with the aftermath. Like, you have to think of it. I know it's scary, but you have to think of it somewhat pragmatically. Even if he hit Alaska, what, everyone would fire on him. Everyone. God, it's almost like fucking do it and get rid of Russia. Aaron, 
Get your go bag ready, baby. Listen, we're not there yet. We're not there. It's I truly believe he gave that order to heighten nuclear security as like a fuck you to NATO and back off, stay out of it kind of thing. Let me take Ukraine and stay out of it. I really think that was his everyone understand that that is why everyone has kept the nuclear weapons it is mutual assured destruction. That is why everyone has hung on to them. Everyone knows that if a launch happens, everyone's going to fire. The only nuclear weapon that has ever been deployed in the history of, of humans is the one America dropped on Japan. That's the only time in human history. And this, the ones he has, most of them would have to be driven in or airdropped in. If he was trying to fly the United States, we'd shoot him down. If he was flying to, like, there, there's so many anti-defense missile sim- systems. Like, it, I know the, the concept of, like, a nuclear bomb is terrifying, but this isn't 1935 anymore, 1936, 1942. Like, th- this is 2021. Our, our systems are, are heavily upgraded. We know when a nuclear weapon silo changes direction. We know how the wind blows. Like, we know all of the things now. So it's not going to be like it was when we dropped a fucking ato- the atomic bomb on, on Japan. Like, it's just not. Everyone knows the consequences. Could you imagine being in space though, watching all those motherfuckers start shooting off? Like, God damn it! popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> what in the fuck is going on around in space? The popcorn, you gotta grab it. Oh, like, God damn it's it! It's easy to be scared, but it is mutually assured destruction. Cool. That I'm more. I'm way calmer right now. Well, I hope he's sane enough to, do with to realize that he's still going to be fucking ready with my gas max and my go bag and everything else. Because the it's best still thing, too the only thing you can do is prepare. It's still too close to comfort for me. He's now he's hitting right in the hell. His people are right there, and he's still shooting at Ukraine's nuclear plant, and he's got his own people on the ground. Like he, he doesn't, doesn't care. Like, fuck how does anybody support this idiot you know they don't I don't know any better i used to kind of think putin was kind of a badass like okay i didn't really i obviously didn't agree with the way he does stuff but now i'm like you're a complete fucking asshole bro like he just doesn't even care about his own fucking people so what are you fighting for if you're not fighting for your own people what are you doing power, for? power. but you don't have power without people it, like you have to have a backing. The remaining power. people are so scared that they cower to you. Yeah, that's not power. That's that's. I agree. And nobody ever has any longevity in any type of leadership role when you're leading by fear. Your people are eventually going to turn on you because guess what? At the end of the day, you're fucking outnumbered. I hate this motherfucker. I really Everyone do. hates him. He's managed yeah. to turn the He's entire world Trump. against him. Everyone hates him. Me and Isaiah were talking about that the other night when we were playing uh, Fortnite about how he's given everybody, like you said, a common enemy. Like people mm-hmm. that don't agree on anything else agree. That yeah, fuck Putin. Because it feels good. It feels good to hate the common enemy. Like yeah, we talked once. about last week. It doesn't feel good to hate cops. It doesn't feel good to hate your politicians, but it feels good to hate a bully. Like oh, it, yeah. it feels fuck good. Bullies. Everyone can agree on that. Yeah, I hate bullies. I'm just saying 
I wouldn't be worried yet. We'll see what unfolds in the next week or so. And that's, I know that's not comforting oh. and people come to us for news to feel better about it. But the truth is it's a scary fucking time. One madman is holding the world at hostage. Well, I've got my radios charged in case all communication goes down and my go bag ready. And I'm going to Stacy's after I pick up Aaron and Gail. Oh my God, I got to get my go bag ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, got, after, after me and Jack's talk. Piglets that I've got like um, overfeeding and they're already getting big. So I've got the, I've got the freezer stocked. Oh, for oh, pets? Right. No. <laughs> we yeah, we each get our own uh-huh. pig. <laughs> we each get our piggy for comfort. Listen, no one, <laughs> no one should pig, be panicking right? yet. Yeah. And you have to remember too, what we know here uh the four of us or the five of us discussing this four of us discussing this here today we know a fraction of the information that fucking the u.s government knows that the european government knows we know a fraction of it so right we have to assume that we're operating under worst case scenario so are they and because listen if if the if the EU gets bombed, if, if the US gets bombed, they all lose power too. So everyone's invested interest is to put a stop to Putin. Everyone's like the entire fucking world. When, I'm sorry, when you're on the fucking side of the, te- when the Taliban comes out and it's like, bro, you've gone too far. <laughs> like that's, right? that's some shit. When you wake up in the morning, you're like, holy shit, I agree with the Taliban. Like the whole world is fucking upside down. So you, we all have to, I choose to have a little bit of faith in, I know a fraction of the information that I need to know. And there are people smarter than me, smarter than any of us working on solving this problem. Nah, they're smarter than you, but uh, they are, they are as far as international affairs go, as far as this kind of stuff, this specific thing going on, there are people smarter than any of us working on it and, and making plans behind the scenes that they don't tell to us. There is nothing being aired on us news that they don't want Putin to know. Like right. they, the, everything is being aired in te- intentionally and with purpose and with the intention of showing the Russian people or showing the Ukrainian people or showing whatever, everything is intentional. Nothing happens by accident. So right. I am having a little bit of faith that I would rather be a little bit paranoid and relieved because I didn't know everything than underprepared. So preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. And I, I truly believe, truly we're going to be okay. This is a scary time, but everything is going to be okay. I really believe that. But we are probably going to pay more for gas in the interim. Who the fuck cares? Figure it out. Ride a bike. Walk. <laughs> Ride a bike. About gas. There's bigger shit. I'm so sick of hearing about fucking gas. And I know it affects a lot of people, especially people that have to commute and people that are on a budget. I understand that. But there is bigger shit going on right now. You're than- going to have a job if there's fucking nuclear war. So Right. Like, I just, I'm so sick of hearing about. Now, let me ask you a question. During this crisis, could biden like reactivate the pipelines for a little bit i'm glad you actually asked that 
because this was another question we got. All right, let's let's clear some things up. We import our gasoline consumption equates to three percent of Russian oil petroleum. Okay, we're three percent. The majority, sixty-one percent of the oil petroleum we get is from Canada. Here's the other thing about the Keystone Pipeline. The Keystone Pipeline, and I'm going to pause so y'all can write this down. It already exists. Okay. The only thing that not even Biden, but the Supreme Court halted in agreement with Biden was the shortcut from the Keystone for the Keystone Pipeline. Okay. It was the Keystone Pipeline XL. The Keystone Pipeline has existed for 20 years, and 20 plus years. On. It's there. It's still pumping oil. The extension from the Keystone Pipeline was to send back uh, an I forget what it's called, but the Keystone Pipeline is there. Okay. We have not stopped pumping oil from it. It th- that has always existed. And it was only going to account for about a hundred permanent United States jobs. About a hundred. And that is a super liberal estimate. The real estimate, the conservative estimate is about 50. So stop with the Keystone Pipeline stop, okay? Keystone Pipeline has always been there. Keystone XL was what was being proposed and they put a halt to it. Cool? Cool. The entire world, stop blaming Biden for gasoline prices. Do you know how much a gallon of gas is in, in Hong Kong right now? $10. The entire world is suffering from inflated gas prices because of, hold your breath, COVID. They shut down a shitload of refineries over COVID and now they're bringing them back up and gas companies are gouging you. They're fucking gouging you. They're reporting record profits. It's why gas is $5 in California and $4 in Pennsylvania. They're fucking gouging you. The Biden is not responsible for gas prices across the world. You can go and look at it. Just Google gas prices around the world. Just fucking Google it. It's not just America. The Keystone Pipeline that was halted was an expansion. And 3% of our crude oil is imported from Russia. Three fucking percent. Okay, three. Three. Wait, what did you say? Three? I can't even tell you how many times I've seen this argument on fucking social media. 3%, all right? It's only 3%. Canada is our biggest supplier, 61%. So stop with this nonsense. Stop. Who it's really going to hurt if if, if energy um, sanctions were to be put in place is Europe. Europe gets a lot more of their petroleum from Russia than the United States does. Why? Think critically for a minute because it's fucking closer, Okay. That, that's it. So s- stop with this fucking nonsense. Just stop. Presidents never control the price of gasoline. It's not a fucking thing. Trump didn't control it. Bush didn't control it. Obama didn't control it. Biden doesn't control it. It's not a fucking thing. Offset controls it. I, I don't know what else to tell you people. people that, that's people what it is. That that? I don't know. I don't know where this started. I don't know. I don't know where it goes. The president has never controlled the price of gas. We pay for crude oil coming in and the refineries process it and make gasoline out of it. And the refineries charge gas stations 
for gas. And that is how the price of oil or price of gasoline is determined. Because we live in a free market capitalistic society, the president has nothing to fucking do with the price of gas. It doesn't matter. Republican, Democrat, independent, Green Party, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're not responsible for it. Ever. Ever. So stop. Just fucking stop. We've never been energy independent. Stop with that bullshit too, ever. The United States has never been energy independent. We've always been purchasing oil from outside sources. Stop with that fucking lie also. And here's the thing, guys. Google it. Just fucking Google it if you don't believe me. Google it. We are less reliant on gasoline during the fucking pandemic because everyone was working from home and less people were driving on the roads. Supply and demand impacted the cost of gasoline. So stop. Mm -hmm. Supply and demand. That's why gas always rises when it's like the summertime. Come on. Gas rises in the summertime versus the wintertime because they have to put extra additives in gasoline to make it sustainable and increase. Also, more people are traveling. Yeah. More people are traveling. There's a bigger, there's a bigger demand for it. Gas should never be, uh, when people were saying, oh, before COVID hit, gas is so expensive as Trump's fault. No, it's not. Trump didn't even have an impact on it. It's free market. The same reason that fucking our, our things in grocery stores are more expensive now. Companies are gouging you. They're fucking gouging you. And it's easy to blame. And it's not just in America. It's fucking worldwide. Like, stop thinking as Americans that the world revolves around America. It does not. And take three seconds and Google the price of bread or meat or eggs or anything around the world. The entire world is suffering from inflation right now. Stop being such an arrogant, lazy asshole. Stop. Just fucking stop. We're not the center of the universe. I'm off my soapbox. I'm going to retreat to the back. I don't know, man. Um, Can we we just touch for two seconds on our TikTok posts so that like they're relevant for us posting them on TikTok? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. First, Kanye West's music video for his easy songs. Easy with a Z. Which I guess he's not Kanye West anymore. Now he's just Yay. 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 I don't want to be culturally yeah. insensitive. How does We're the stalker still pronounce call him it? Kanye. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We're still gonna call him Kanye. Um, how the hell is it legal for somebody to create a video and put it out there that is blatantly like threatening another person? He's good at music. I just can't. It's bullshit. He shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. I can't Pete Davidson be like, bro. (laughs) Right. It's very. Wouldn't that be terroristic threatening? Isn't that like a criminal thing? Like you're basically threatening to fucking kill somebody. Yeah. For anybody that hasn't seen the video, it's a claymation, stop animation with clay where he is on a motorcycle and he comes up and he finds Pete Davidson. He throws a bag over his head. He kidnaps him. He chops his head off. He, well, in one part, he's holding a severed head. I don't know if it's supposed to be his. Then he like plants his head in the ground and grows the roses that he delivered to Kim Kardashian um, for Valentine's Day, which was a truck bed of roses. 
He plants the roses, chops them all off Pete Davidson's head, and then delivers them in a truck. And then it says, and then they all lived happily ever after, except for Skeet. Is that what he calls him? He calls him something other than Skeet. Uh And then it's crossed off and it says, just kidding. And then it shows him hanging, like noose hanging. How is that not a threat? It is 100% a threat. And even if it's not, like, what the fuck right the like worst threat i've that i can think of that i've ever heard of music until now would be like eminem when he says like dr dre's not dead he's locked in my basement that's like the only thing i can think of where uh, a person has threatened somebody in a song so much so that it's like bodily harm and this goes way beyond that yeah that's, I don't I think know, it's I just, just I just want to say could you imagine the the and the, I'm not trying to maybe I shouldn't say it well no I'm gonna say it if Pete Davidson was doing this to Colin, <laughs> no one will know no one's gonna know blowback yeah have on Pete Davidson oh my god what if Pete it Davidson be, did a video with Kanye hanging from a noose that's what I mean if, if Pete Davidson did this back the, the racial blowback that would come back on Pete Davidson like I think it's bullshit that Kanye's allowed to do shit like that. And regardless of race, it's bullshit he's allowed to do stuff like that. But I mean, how is he not getting in trouble for this? You're you're basically threatening somebody's life. Right. You are threatening somebody's life. Right. I I doubt to Pete at this time if he wants to make it take it to court. Right. Like to go live on an island together somewhere and just be psycho. Mm. Totally crazy. I just feel another. can I say one thing I feel really bad and I never thought I would ever say this I feel really bad for Kim Kardashian like Mm -hmm. I feel bad that like this man is so fucked up that she can't like shake him like she tried to help him she tried to get him help she did all that like all of that (laughs) happened and she's just like like the repercussions of being in like a whirlwind romance that leads to kids you know they weren't together very long Right. It was a wedding and kids and all this stuff happened really fast. And you don't know how that person reacts to conflict after uh-huh. until you're in it. And that uh-huh. sucks that she has to see that this is how he re- reacts to jealousy right. and being threatened and whatever. It's uh-huh. super sad for her. Yeah. And she has kids know. with him. So there's no like getting rid of him. Yep. She's stuck with him for 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one I wanted to talk about is the um, Jeff Younger video that's going oh, around yeah. where he went to, um, I think it was Texas University. No, it was, wasn't it like a elementary or high school? Or it was, was it a Texas? university in Texas? They didn't say okay, which one university. at first. I can't remember what the other video I found was. He goes to talk about um, taking the gender pronouns out of elementary schools and all the kids start chanting um fuck these fascists which i found out that's what they're saying because it sounds like fuck these classes fuck it sounds like a bunch of different things it's fuck these fascists and he is not what i thought and i put as the tiktok and my bad people have corrected me i thought it was the teacher saying louder come on louder like encouraging the students to chant this it was not it's actually jeff encouraging them as like mocking them so he's saying louder come on go keep on doing it let's go and the kids are chanting fuck these fascists while he's trying to talk about 
getting rid of um, gender pronouns in schools. Wow. Yeah. It's just such a it's such a weird hill to die on. Right. Like it so my name's Jacqueline. I prefer my friends call me Jax or Jackie. What's the harm? Like it's such a weird hill to die on for right. for these these Republicans, these fascists, if you want to call them that. Like, what does it hurt you to call someone the name or gender that they it You've been calling people nicknames their whole lot. Like it just, it's right. so, it's such a culture war bullshit thing to me. And when you look at it in comparison to like what's going on in Ukraine and with Russia, you're just like, bro, if they want to be called James instead of Caitlin, call them fucking James. Who cares? How does that well, hurt you? <laughs> some dude commented and was talking about, he's just trying to protect the children from parents that want to reassign their kids gender well you know what the real oh i'm sorry and i don't know if that's true but he this internet person said that jeff um had a child with a woman and she reassigned the kid and was pressuring the kid and so he has personal beef with this topic so he's the one trying to go push it in schools and say you know we're not going to talk about this in elementary school so before I wanted to even respond I didn't for like the day I didn't want to respond to this person that was saying y'all are the fascists do you want to introduce sexuality into schools at a young age he's just trying to protect the children google sexuality versus gender you asked hat so I had to like do some like a little bit of research first it's actually four and a half to six and a half years old that kids who are born male or female that go through the transgender change that that's when they realize that they are born in the wrong body so that's the exact time that these kids are having all these conflicting thoughts and all these confusing issues and they're going to act out at school and they're going to start to realize i am not who i was born to be different and this is who he's stifling so he's saying like it should not be introduced into the elementary school age kids because they're too young to think about that. But that's the exact age. It's kindergarten and first grade that they start to feel any different. Mm-hmm. So that's the exact time we need to be open in the classroom and say, if you want to be Jane instead of Jack, that's okay. Yeah. We will now call you Jane. And if you change your mind in two years from now, we will go back to Jack and that's okay too. Because that's your personal decision. Yeah. You know, I've, I see both sides of it. And I think I, I, I wish I knew more people that struggled with this kind of stuff. Or I wish there was more information out there. Because I feel like there's a lot of people like me who kind of see like, is it too young? Like, do we know yet? Like, I, I wish I knew more kids or knew more about it. Or there was a way to get more educated on it than to just be like, Google, baby. Google. All I did was I Googled like trans kids when they first start having feelings, uh, the youngest trans kid, all that kind of stuff. Google, whatever. And there's a ton of studies that I read before I responded to the guy because I want to make sure I'm not going to just post like my thoughts. I want to make sure I was giving correct information to this internet troll that like it's really young when they start feeling different than how they're being 
dressed and uh, addressed, dressed and addressed, um, that they're like, that's, I don't feel that way. It's very young, even before kindergarten starts. Let me tell you something. I, I have a three and a half year old. He will be four in June. And we are very much of the, you want to play with dolls? Play with dolls. Like he likes painting his nails and stuff. But let me tell you something, how early you can tell, because Lex and I had a conversation, like, obviously, as she was pregnant, as she was born, we're, if Lincoln had decided he was born in the wrong body, we would have been completely supportive of that. And I only say all that to preface it by saying we have never forced a gender on Lincoln ever not a day in his life as a matter of fact when he talks about superheroes and stuff i tried to be like what about wonder woman what about captain or um captain marvel what about like i i always tried to reinforce gender neutral stereotypes this kid from a very young age has always been more drawn to typical boy things i'm not saying girls aren't interested in them also but very traditional masculine things trucks um very specific superheroes colors dinosaurs like i'm not saying girls can't be interested in that that's not what i'm saying at all my point is some things are inherent even with parents that would have been open to they feel that they're trapped in the wrong body or that they were born in the wrong body he is very like, no, this is what I like. This is what I want. So, and I used to feel like, like Julie did, like, I don't know, that's kind of young. Like, do they really know until I had one? And I was like, oh, they know. They, they, they know. fucking they know. They know what they're interested in right away. 100% they know. Because I'll tell you what, if he wanted to, and sometimes, occasionally he'll be like, oh, look, I'm Wonder Woman. Like and put Lex, he'll pull Lex's shirt on from the laundry or whatever, and and pull it over, and he makes like a little tank top out of it and stuff, and he's like, "I'm Wonder Woman," and like, "That's awesome, bud!" Like, look at you go. But ninety nine percent of the time, he's impersonating male and figures and stuff. That's how I feel about my girls too. They did so, the same thing. Lex I believe them. They know it's Spider-Man it's a pure realization, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. like it's you a pure realization. Even- but do you know? Lex was obsessed with Spider Man for like two years when she was like two to four. Mm-hmm. Spider Man pajamas, Spider Man toys, Legos, everything. But she was also very girly in everything else. And Kira, yeah. especially, Kira wants to play sports. She's super interested in dinosaurs. She wants to get dirty. She wants to play in the mud. She wants to be out with the animals. But she's also, you can see, embracing like her curves and you know being a little bit more grown up and she wants to be into girly things so even if they express themselves of what's supposed to be the other gender you know like the traditional like boy or girl stuff it's still very obvious how they're feeling at a very young age Mm -hmm. yeah because they don't have any of the social implications to say to think that they shouldn't express it or shouldn't say it or anything and lincoln as much as he's in the boy stuff he's still traditional don't take offense anybody don't fucking send me emails right just saying traditional (laughs) stuff like when lex is painting her fingernails he wants his fingernails painted lex paints them like we don't we never 
stifle that in him. That's a cool we never, thing for guys to do now. Well, we never want him to think like, oh, you can't do that because that's a girly. Like, you want to paint your fingernails? Well, fucking paint your fingernails. I don't give a shit. I let him paint my fingernails. I'm not a fingernail painting kind of lady, <laughs> but I let him. I, <laughs> if that's what he's into and he wants to see me do it, I'll fucking do it with him. Like, I don't ever want him to think like you can do this or you can't do that or whatever. So when parents tell me, no, we knew at five that that's what he wanted. Right. At now that I have a kid that's close to that age, I'm like, I believe you because yep. they're so adamant about like, if he like he he like you know like these fucking republicans taunt oh my kid wanted to be a dinosaur he wants to be a dinosaur sometimes but we're not talking about that we're talking about if my kid only wanted to be in girls clothes it only talked about himself as a girl and only right. i would believe him because i well it, when you know your kid you know those things right. in them i think those I think are very specific situations though like i i i mean i'm i'm torn on the transgender thing and me and alex have talked about it a lot i think me and you have talked about it a lot like i'm really torn on it like i don't i think there's very specific situations that people who truly believe that they were born in the wrong body you know i don't i think that i personally think that at such a young age you're kind of opening a can of worms for even more confusion like if that's the the route that they're going or, you know, they're more masculine or they're more feminine or whatever, and that's just who they are. Awesome. You know, that, that that's who they're growing up to be. And I would hope that whoever their, the kid's parents were would be supportive of that. But I think that making it an option so young, like, do you want to be a boy or a girl? I think would get really confusing for a young person. But like, I think that the difference is like, like being a tomboy and being like, I only want to dress in boys clothes because it's way more comfortable. And I want to hang out with the boys because they are so much less drama. And I want to play sports because they're fun. And I want my hair short because it's easier. Like that's all things that like, yeah, you could feel that. And it might be a phase because later in life you have hormones and maybe you're like, I want to feel pretty or I want to feel girly or whatever, whatever the case may be. But I think the kids that actually go through I'm born in the wrong body is so much stronger than that. Yeah. Because I did the boy dressing like a boy thing, like three times from zero to 17 where like eighth grade, I wore all skater clothes and dressed like a complete boy. I looked ridiculous. I wore my dad's clothes. But, but that's why I'm saying I think it's a hard line to draw, though, because there's very specific situations. So what? Jane can be Jane this year and the next year she wants to be Jack. The next year she wants to be Jane. The, like, But I think the kids I just think that are truly like I was born in the wrong body are way more obvious and hardcore. It's not just I want to dress this way and play with the boys. It's holy shit why do I feel this way and I don't want anything to do with that other life and this is not what is wrong with me it's like much deeper than just being like tomboyish I guess but they're leaving this open for everybody so I just think it's going to get really confusing but at the same time I understand what you're saying Joel and it's hard to explain without having like a toddler in your house that like Cause yeah, we go through phases. He only wants to wear his fucking Spider-Man outfit for, he, we go through a week where that's all he'll fucking wear and we can't get him out and of I anything else. And I went through that same yeah. thing with a daughter. 
but there's so much conviction in certain things. That's not, you can, I don't know how to explain. You can tell the difference between like, no, this is what I want to do. And no, this is who I fucking am. Like, can they tell the difference at such a young age? But I think at that point, it's when it's the most raw. Like they're not doing it for social implications. They're not doing it because it's trendy or it's cool or they want to be different. Like I can, I can tell the difference when Lincoln's having a meltdown because he wants to wear pajama pants and when he's being like lazy, you know what I mean? Like you can can tell the difference. And, but I think too, like even at a young age, you know, uh, so say that a youngster, a four to five year old says, you know, a, a boy says, you know what, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a girl, I feel like I've been gravitating towards like, quote unquote, girly stuff. Like I, I really feel that this is life for me. And then five years down the road has maybe some, like, I feel sometimes like maybe the beginning of, and this is just me just like speaking probably like an idiot, but like the, like this, it's almost like a spectrum of like in the beginning of like, where are you landing on this? Like transgendered route like are you 100 are you ready to when you're old enough to go through the surgeries and everything or will you never quote transition to you know completely over to this or will this be enough for you i think there's always like it ends up being these like personal choices Mm. to fully do what they need to do to feel the person they are and that's like why i think like you know transition surgeries aren't really something that anybody should go through until they're at an age that um like makes sense that of course yeah no doubt right yeah I think like Julie I get what you're saying like maybe maybe it would change in three to four years but I think that that's part of the journey is like is this really me does this really feel right I'm gonna you know and maybe let let them have their journey right exactly well you gotta that wasn't stupid Aaron that made a lot of sense actually you gotta remember though too god because I thought I was talking parents are making these decisions willy-nilly like there's a lot of conversations that have to take place with healthcare professionals and stuff before this happens everyone has to see a psychiatrist the psychiatrist has to watch this person interact they have they have to observe all kinds of behaviors they have to there it's not just like oh my kid said he wanted to be a a female today so i'm going to take them in and get this done like this is a long drawn out process over a lot of exploration out of a lot of years okay see that's what i don't understand then that's why i didn't know no it's it's not not an instant it's not just like lincoln could go in and be like i want to be lisa this year put that down on my head no it's a long drawn out process where health where mental health professionals are involved and they observe the child and there's all these we we go through all these processes and and everything also i understand what you're saying I don't think though that these parents should be held in sub like they're not abusing their child either if they're investigating these avenues, which is my ass gun. Okay. I don't have Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man just came on the camera. But in the case of places like Florida and Texas, even if parents are exploring these options, they shouldn't be held for child abuse for letting right? their kid try to figure ah, out who they are. Think, like, let your kid that, figure it out. <laughs> like, now that I heard that he has like a history with it, he obviously has like an 
an issue with it. And I feel like he has his own agenda. I think too, he was never accepting of the trans daughter either. Like well, also, so here's it would think it's real deep for him. Really. Who has a trans daughter too? Yes. And, like and he lost custody well, of her. I think at 19. The wife, his ex-wife is pressuring the child to be a different gender. Let me tell you something. No one with a kid pressures. Like, and, and that's where I think it gets sticky. Like, I think here's, here's, I think that this whole, I know trans being transgender is not a new thing to all the transgender people out there. Like people have been living with this their entire lives, but I think it getting pushed up into the social forefront and being spotlighted is a new thing for He's spotlighting him though. Well, 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 that's what I'm saying though. I think it's, this is the first time for me anyways, that I've really noticed it becoming a a political issue in the politics for me anyways, it's the first time I've seen it be such a a hot topic. Right. Well, he's the first one to implement into an elementary school that this is not going to be talked about. This is not okay. And nobody's allowed to change their gender on their also. For the parents, here's what caught me off guard by it. The fucking audacity. Like, people have body autonomy. Like, people, I I knew, I knew from a pretty young age that I was gay, even though I didn't come out till, well, later than my sister. I, I knew there was something different about me. There was something off. I had attractions to women that weren't normal or perceived to be normal that a lot of people labeled as unnormal. I knew that from a young age. Kids know, you know, you know, when you're not. That's true. Normal. You know, when you're not right, as far as normal society standards go. And everyone has a coming out process and accepting of yourself. I've always said, and I've said it on here, the hardest person you will ever come out to is yourself. Always. Okay. Especially if you don't know what it is. I had crushes on my babysitters when I was, I don't know, possibly Lincoln's age. And I had no idea what that meant. Kids know. Attracted to older people? So how could you know at that age that you were gay and not believe, not you, but I'm saying rhetorically, that a kid doesn't know that they're the wrong, especially at that innocence, that purity, that they just realize, oh, this isn't how it should be. I'm, I'm misplaced. I'm not right. Like yeah, I, I, true. I have a penis and I don't want one or I want one and I don't have one. Like never devalue people's body autonomy. People know from early on it's society that pushes us into these boxes of what is right and what is wrong. And it's just, I, I'm so impressed with this with generation Z and the generations coming up with being so open about sexuality and gender. And sometimes I can't keep up sometimes. I'm going to be honest. I don't always know all the fucking, they have all kinds of things, but I try to correct myself when I get it wrong. I do. Cause mm-hmm. right. I'm out of respect you know. for how they feel. Yeah. Right. I'm, old. You wanna, I'm fucking You want old. me to call you fucking, you want me to call you whatever Tartana. I'll call you Tartana. I don't care. But like, <laughs> I might need you to wear a name tag or something. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Tell me I'm wrong and I'll admit it. But to assume that a child and a parent can't have that conversation, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. I, I understand people's apprehensions about it, but it's not child abuse. You, no. you, you shouldn't be putting people right. in jail. So, 
Right. Right. So with your kid. Yeah. To, to kind of wrap up my the situation with me posting this TikTok about the kids saying fuck you fascists um fuck these fa- fascists and um Jeff Younger I had to respond to this internet troll and tell him these statistics of you know four and a half to six and a half is the age where where kids realize that they're misgendered and I had to also look up the statistics for uh, parents that push the wrong gender on their kid, the opposite gender. You know, I, I had a son, I really wanted a daughter and I'm going to raise my son as a, as the girl and fight the world because that's what apparently he thinks is happening in the world because it happened to him. Um, and there were no statistics on that, but I feel like that situation is so rare that it's not fair to say we are taking gender out of elementary school kids, which is K through five, usually K through five or six. We're going to take gender out of that and not teach it whatsoever because of the possibility of a parent misgendering their child when they're the statistics that we have of how many kids are transgender is very like obvious I think it was like one in I want to say one in 1500 but that sounds low yeah, it's like one percent yeah I, no, I feel right. like it was more you think that's right I, I feel like that's what it was one in a hundred is probably one percent which is what we assume is transgender in the world like, the high school I graduated from what is like three thousand students so maybe three transgender kids yeah Sounds about right, right? So you have three transgender kids in a high school of 3,000. How many kids in that high school do you think their parents are pushing on them the other gender? (laughs) Not very many. So it's the greater good. And I had to kind of like play that into my response to this like internet troll. That's a good point. And it felt wrong to not have like exact numbers, but I feel like that's what it is. It's the greater good. You know that this like situation that this guy has, this Jeff Younger has, is rare and weird and he feels some type of way about it but don't push that on all these other elementary school kids when it's obviously the greater good the venn diagram of people who feel the way jeff younger does of you don't get to tell kids what gender they are and of people who are saying don't make my kids wear a mask because it's my right as a parent to say whether or not they should is just a circle. Yeah. Right. Like they think they know what's best for their kids when it comes to COVID prevention. Like my kid can't wear a mask. He can't breathe. He can't do all this. He or she, whatever. And also you don't get to tell your child what they are whatever you can't believe them when they say that they're a different gender is just a fucking circle. Like they're right. such hypocrites. It's unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that should be criminal pushing the wrong gender on your kid should be. For sure. That's, that's it's, it's, that horrible. Yeah. That should be not child letting abuse. your kid change their gender at whatever age they feel comfortable doing it. It's, pushing the gender that should be illegal yep listen if linking it, it 
if Lanky came out tomorrow and told us he thought he felt like a girl, I, I would let him dress however he want. And if it played out long enough, we would seek professional help on the matter. If he right. told me Entertain like, saying it for a little while, like, yeah. they're going to go away. I'm not saying that. if he told me tomorrow, Hey, I want to be princess Leia. I'd be like, great. We're getting gender reassignments. Or like, that's not, right. that's not how parents <laughs> react. On. You're going to let it Common play out for a while. Like all their other <laughs> things. Common like, sense. you know, I just don't, I just don't hope that or wish that upon any, any child, because I just feel like if it makes them happier, I would hope that it makes them happier. But I just think that's such a harder way to live. Being gay has been a harder that's way to live. That's the real problem, though, is that yeah. we, we're in this situation where, like, you can't even be your fucking self without someone trying to make you feel bad about it. But right. I'm also not going to hold him back from being the person he's meant to be. I said that to my best friend the other day because both of her, all three of them now are saying they're gay, all three of her kids. And I was like, God, I hate that for them. And I, and I came back and I, was, I, I texted her later and I was like, or I said, I hate that for you and, and them. And I, I had to go back later to text her. And I was like, I want to clarify like what I meant by that. Like, not that I hate that for you. I, I, I just hate that growing up in this area and being gay is going to be very hard for them. And I was like, yeah. I was, you know, I'll always be here if they want to talk, you know, but I was like, oh shit, that came out wrong. <laughs> no, know? but it, and like, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> you, you hope that like, they can, like, they, I, can face the least amount of discrimination right. possible in their life right. you know and it's like it i just i think that's so hard and you know honestly the people that do come out are gay uh, transgender whatever are fucking brave because it's not an easy thing to do and it's hard and you know no matter it doesn't matter where you are there's going to you are going to experience at some point discrimination at some point in your life something you will have an incident or a person or somebody make a remark to you walking down the street or whatever, or a guy be like, Oh, you need some dick in your life or whatever, you know, at, at some point in your life, you're going to face that. And I hate that. I had, I hate that for people. Cause it's so, um, it's so much harder. It's, it's just a more difficult life. You know, sometimes you have to think about if you want to get married, you know, if you want a gay photographer, you know, who's going to officiate your wedding, if they're comfortable doing it with a gay couple, there's so many things that, you know, going on a honeymoon, is it a gay friendly resort? So that you're not, you know, look that funny. There's just like so much that goes into it. And, um, I just think it makes life a lot harder than it should be. Yeah, which is, for sure. which is why I don't think parents push it on their kids unless they firmly right. believe that it's what their kids want. Right. Right. No Remember, parent wants to, to make their life's after, kids harder. After mm -hmm. we stop recording, I'll tell you about the hate that my oldest is getting for dating a girl. They say like, oh, are you like upset or um, disappointed? Or, you know, people ask what your thoughts are in having a child that dates the same gender. And you're like, no, I'm not upset at them doing it. I'm not upset that's a terrible word for it i'm scared for them because of the hate exactly, exactly. and my oldest is now old enough that she's getting some hate and it's, mm -hmm. it's fucking gross it's gross right it is gross. so that's why i believe no parents pushing a gender on their like no parents forcing their kid to be trans because every parent wants their kid's life to be as easy right. as it can be mm -hmm. all right what are you guys obsessed with Let's wrap this up. We've been on here too long. All right, hurry up. It's really, don't tell me to hurry up. Okay. <laughs>
so in 1972 when we went to oh the moon, jesus in, our, no, <laughs> in 1970 kids <laughs> when we went to the moon we brought back uh lunar samples so what the astronauts and what nasa did back then is they bottled them up to save them for us to open up later because they knew that we'd be more um technically savvy and have better advances in science and stuff so on the 11th of this month they just started opening up the canister so it's been a slow process so they just on the 11th of february they opened up the outer layer and then on the 23rd they actually so what they're trying to do so they punctured a hole in the next layer and they're saving well, they're just studying all the gases and everything that are coming out of it and tr- figuring out what exactly is in the atmosphere up on the moon and stuff like that. So that's going to take a few weeks because they've got like three teams of people doing it right now. And then they're eventually going to go into the rock and pull those out and start studying, studying those. That's so crazy. Nothing good has ever happened from this. I hope you all know this. So I'm no, excited you not seen about. I'm excited to learn about the gases because they're basically going to get to study the moon's atmosphere. Yeah. Now. And so I'm excited to learn about what they learned. And some of the contents in the canister that they have have already changed over time. So they're like, is there some type of life is not, not life, but what's going on up there that's changing the atmosphere and things are actually evolving in this canister that we've been saving for the last 50 years. So it's super exciting. What's going to take long? It's just a fun little thing. And you can follow it. You can follow it and what they're doing again for everybody on NASA.gov. So it goes into a lot more detail about what- Flat Earth, the Earth is flat. So cool. What? (laughs) What? Just kidding. I don't think the Earth is flat. (laughs) I'm like, stop. (laughs) I'm just being an asshole. If that's the case, I would just go to the end of it and just poof, go off in the face. (laughs) Not Aaron. Don't take Aaron with you. Don't fucking take me with you. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm literally over here like nuclear war. Fuck, they're opening a moon rock. I don't think I can handle this. What's everyone obsessed with? Thanks for uh, segment. We're going to have to call it like Space space Jam with Julie. Yeah. Jackie just came up with that on the spot. Well, right? Space Jam was developed Space before Jam me. Listen, I have fans, okay? Somebody messaged Jackie a picture and said, I thought Julie would like this. Oh, yeah, so I sent it to you, little, yeah. That's so yeah. My little fans. I have, people want to hear, okay? <laughs> I, I just like hearing it because it, it distracts me from the rest of the episode. Of the For nuclear war, yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. All right, so um, I'm obsessed with so for any of our longtime listeners i've talked about my oldest daughter is doing an internship through her school at a morgue she comes home with the most interesting stories they're much more hands-on than they should be but um they offered her a job um they said if she wants to quit her job flipping pizzas and work there at the morgue. She will go from her internship, which is last two hours of her senior year, um, 
her classes and they she will just clock in and then she will work there until like 6 p.m. and then go home at night, which is so much better than working at the pizza place until 10 o'clock at night. So uh, amazing for her. She gets to work in her field. They told her if she does that, she can also then when she graduates high school in three months, she can go to the classes to become um, an actual mortician that does autopsies and um, work for them, which amazing opportunity. But she decided to join the Navy instead because the Navy has is the only branch of the military that does um, mortician for all the other branches. So she signed on. She signed on. She's following in her parents' footsteps and she is leaving in July and she is going to, she starts with, um, she'll go to boot camp. She'll go to Corman, which is military for a uh, doctor, um, hospital Corman school for 19 weeks. And then she will go to her secondary school to learn about mortuary sciences and then she will go on with her five years of the military. And I am so excited for her to get out and be independent. I'm proud of her for what she wants to do. I'm glad she found something she's passionate about, all of the things. So that's what I'm obsessed with. She's going to be awesome. able to open up her own morticianary when she gets home. That's what well, I'm that would Don't spread that. It's called a funeral home. <laughs> Oh, no. that's probably her life goal but that won't happen until you know she's 30 yeah that's don't, cool don't spread that i want i want lex to bury me no <laughs> i'm gonna be cremated make sure she also has a crematorium she says actually a lot of people sign up to like you go to a funeral home i didn't know this was a thing you go to a funeral home and you say like all your wishes and what you want done and you make payments and then they will actually like follow you the rest of your life yeah and that make sure that, that happens wow yeah i'm being buried in uh red i'm being buried at the base of a redwood tree you want to be a tree you know those like urns yeah they're like tree urns whatever i want to be i want that to happen lex took too long to decide my wife took too long to decide i was like listen you're either being buried with me or you're going somewhere else like i don't know what to tell you like this is what i'm doing i want to be in the forest i want to be in the redwoods i'm a parks person and she was like well then i guess i'm going to the forest i was like perfect like (laughs) you pay (laughs) you pay your money and yeah i was like fucking figure it out or you're gonna be alone they can show oh, for all went, of eternity. I went out with space when you one die. My... It's called a space flight. That's for <laughs> I'm sending Julie's ashes in the space. That's all there is to it. It's called all a right. space flight. I went out with one of my mom friends last like, night that Allah also has a senior that's graduating. And so we got to talk about it. And it's very weird to be on the path of it's not empty nest syndrome because I have another daughter that is turning 15. So it's not quite empty nest syndrome, but spending 18 years with somebody and then knowing that they're leaving your life, they're going to call, they're going to check in. I'll get to see her sometimes, but they're leaving your immediate 24 <laughs> seven life is so bizarre as a mom. Yeah. I mean, it's Weird. I can't even imagine how you feel because I had a moment the other day when Lex texted me and she was like updating me on her Navy stuff. And I was like, 
but you said you're still a kid. Like I can't, I can't deal with you leaving. So I can't even, I can't even imagine how you feel. Cause I was like, oh my God, she's not just going to like come home on the weekends from college. Like she's going to be gone, gone. Cause we're in the military. Right. We know how it is. Yeah. So I had like a moment of, I think I'm going to tear up. So I can't even imagine how you two are feeling. Right. So I'm, I'm going to have my, my ridiculous breakdown when it gets closer. Fine. Um, we'll drink right about now, it. It's fine. Everybody's <laughs> asked. Yeah. Everybody's asked, how do you feel? Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm proud of her. Like, that's all I'm feeling right now. I'm excited. She's going to go travel. She's going to make so many friends. She's going to see so many cultures because you are forced into this situation with people from all over. I mean, it's really all over the world because I worked with a ton of Filipino people. My husband had never been around Filipino people until he joined the military. So that's bizarre. So you're around different cultures, different races, different everything. So much so that I'm just really excited for her. But once she's about to go, I'm going to be a hot mess. Lex is going to do good. I feel like anything that she puts her mind to, like she's going to go to the going to the Navy and just fucking rock it out. Yeah, she's just going to crush it while she's in there. I agree. How fun, Aaron? What are you obsessed with? So I'm going to be real honest. I have not been obsessed with much. Um, I turned 42 on uh, February 27th. I was in Chicago for the joyous occasion joyous 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 occasion i love chicago chicago is my favorite city like i absolutely love chicago so being there i don't know it has this like really weird calming effect on me like most people get all like tense when they're driving in the city and i'm just like like oh you want to swerve into my lane fuck you motherfucker like it's just (laughs) i don't know what it is um maybe because pot's legal there no um but i just it's (laughs) something very very calming for me i just so being there was just like uh, like almost like a spiritual experience like i just had just a really great time um we went to dinner uh with my uh my really great friend and her husband and it was just fun it was just fun it was it's great to go home sometimes uh, we Dude, kind of had this like moment bitch. I know god <laughs> we had this moment Gail and me when we were home we got to see like all of our friends at a uh, surprise 50th birthday party for our friend Sherry and it was just like these people love us so much and we're so excited to see us like some of them didn't know we were coming and it just like makes you feel good that like there are people out there that really that you have these connections with that you know no time has passed you know you pick right back up when you see them again and mm-hmm. um you know I don't talk to everybody from Indiana all the time but it's it's just nice to know that those connections are are real I guess I kind of obsessed with that because I had a really fucking shitty week before my birthday so it was just nice to it's like around. going home to a family yeah, for yeah. sure. Cause I really don't have much of a family left. I have a stepfather. Um, my mom passed away, you know, 11, almost 11 years ago. And my, uh, my, uh, my dad, I think six years ago now. So it's just like, it's just kind of crazy, you know? Good. Julie, what are you Right yeah. way down. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are dead. <laughs> I get what you mean. I feel the same way when I go back to Denver. It's like you just let people know, hey, I'm coming in town. And it's right. like you just pick right back up. 
like right. it's like like you haven't not seen each other in five years That's or like awesome. stacy and kai like i had not seen you guys in 10 years you know yeah. um what have i been obsessed with there's this really dumb show that i'm obsessed with right now and as soon as we get off here i'm gonna go finish watching it it's really really dumb it's crap tv but it's awesome it's called uh love is blind oh, <laughs> it's god. so stupid <laughs> have you guys seen it no no but now i want to oh my god so these people they don't get to see each other it's almost kind of like online dating there's a wall separating them and they get to talk to there's like 14 men and 14 women and they don't get to talk to people or they don't get to see them until after they propose so what's it on i think it's on netflix i'll have to ask yeah i think it's on net or hulu it's on one of them Okay, and I, gotta watch. I think so it is Netflix, but here's why it's so good. So they propose and some of the people are like talking to other people while they're in there. So there kind of gets like a little bit of drama, but then they all go to Cancun and they're like on their little honeymoons and then they all get to see each other. So it's like maybe ones that they had a connection with, but they said yes to this one. So now it's oh fucking, my God. I'm totally going to watch it. Great. Oh, it's like, show. I know, it, it, I know. That's causing me so much anxiety. Yeah, it makes you very about- uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, like, no absolutely not. And start. So I watched, see, we watched season one. Now we're on season two because it just came out. It's the stupidest, best show ever. Like, that's how just- I and I were watching Temptation Island. We were like, yes, this is the stupidest shit. We're not telling anybody, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> but I love it. Yes. I, I love how the two so Pisces good. had the exact same reaction. Like, no, this makes me very uncomfortable. I don't, I don't, like it. <laughs> I don't like that's it. not a thing I want to watch. Yeah, no, I don't. And want then it. some of their reactions when they, you know, because they, they've never seen each other, so they see each other, and some of them are like, suit, or some of them are like, oh, there's no way that they're gonna fucking work out. Nope, like that's absolute, it's so good. It's oh my funny. god, I would, why would anybody no. ever want to fucking, what yeah, do they get pass. at the end? Do they get hard money? Pass. So excited, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Well, do they so, get money at the so end? See, I, no, but they, okay, so they, so they go to this. So now they're in Cancun, the season I'm on right now, they're in Cancun. So they're in Cancun for like two weeks. Well, then after that, they go and live with each other at one of their houses, whoever house they pick for 30 days. And after the 30 days, if they make it, then they get married. But in between these 30 days, you know, they're meeting up with the previous cast members for like events. So there's just all this extra Kennedy goes, I thought it was really funny. She goes, Kennedy goes, they should make a lesbian one. I said they couldn't make a lesbian one because all the girls that were talking to other girls would all be sleeping with each other while they were trying to supposed to be talking. Oh, like, uh, for sure. <laughs> I'm well, like, sure it would never work. Very uncomfortable oh. with this whole scenario. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's too much anxiety. I'm totally going to watch it. You need no. to. And let me know because if it, it's I'm totally going to watch it. Mm. Okay. Pass. I'll take Hard you. pass. Yeah. It's like Hard a guilty pass. pleasure. Um, I am obsessed with number one. I got my birthday present from my wife early. She got me an Oculus. So I didn't know I wanted one. And now that I've put it on my face, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm completely invested. Um, so I'm obsessed with that. And, um, I am obsessed with Julie and Aaron will be here in like 12 days for my birthday. I am turning 41 years old. Getting old. Getting fucking old, man. (laughs) Stace, did you ever think when we were 16 that we'd be talking about our 40, well, my 41st birthday, you're fucking 39th. 
Yes. Oh. And I love that like, oh, we're still friends. Like, of course, we were talking about like our old ass birthdays. That's what we, that was mm. our goal then. We have no choice with me. You're related to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not big. I don't really like birthday presents. I like experiences. Like I'm 41. I make decent money. I buy my own stuff. Um, so I'd much rather like spend time with people that I care about than like get things. So I know I'm hard to shop for. So I was really interested in what my wife got me. Cause she's not, I'm not going to get away with like, don't buy me anything. That's not a thing that she's going to do. So I was yeah. very impressed that she came up with this virtual reality machine because like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know I wanted it. Now that I have it, I'm very excited about it. So she I will let you guys cute know about it too. She was real cute about it. She was texting me about it. She saved up all her money from selling her little vintage things. She, so it, t- it took some effort for her to save up, to buy me this thing. Um, was even able to squeeze in getting her hair done. She's like, I think I just get my hair done. <laughs> yeah yeah i listen when i tell people that i married up i 100 married up my wife is the best i wouldn't sometimes she drives me crazy but i wouldn't i wouldn't trade her like yeah who would feed you who would feed me i feed myself i'm not a fucking imbecile your clothes would be dirty. You'd be starving. It wouldn't work. Please, I met her when I was 32 years old. Like I functioned for a lot of years without her first, but no, I wouldn't want to function without her. But yeah. You're I'm like, not- listen, Lex, if you're listening, <laughs> I don't want to function without you. No, I, she does make good desserts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to play it. I'm um super excited that you guys will be here soon like super super excited and it's almost kai's birthday kai will be 54 (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to react (laughs) he will be 79 years old so he's still doing the damn thing (laughs) real old and wrinkly Kai's still going to be building shit at 79. He'll be one of those old men. What are you doing today? Building a porch? Yeah. What? <laughs> right? Like, what do you mean? Listen, what we've kept everyone long enough. Have the best weekend available to you. Um, we will be here next week. Uh, hopefully with some better news about Ukraine. Who knows, though? So Hopefully we'll be here next week, y'all. Hopefully. Oh, my Unless- God. We're not going to get nuked. Don't be, don't be hyperbolic. All right. Hopefully Goodbye. see you next week. Oh my, <laughs> would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. 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 Oh, you're such an ass. Fierce Fan Media.